like it's soccer news For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Betting Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now cause it probably won't last Patches, poop, they cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome to uh, the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast, Season Four, Episode One, uh, Episode. On a date with your mom, if you're counting uh, episodes <laughs> 69. Sorry, Randy. Nice. <laughs> My uh... name is... <laughs> wow, maturity level, negative 17. Um, uh, I'm coming to you from... This is Jonathan, and I'm coming to you from <laughs> Northeast Portland. <laughs> Uh, it's Randy. I'm coming to you from Northeast Portland. And this is Greg coming at you from 420 Northwest 69th Avenue. <laughs> I'm in Northwest Portland. Hey, uh, we have a short agenda for today. How um, short is it? It's, um, man, there's got to be a, a joke there somewhere. Um, uh, it is just going to be an interview with a person that I will let Greg explain. Uh, coming to us from Denmark, a special guest, Rune, from the FC Michelin Supporter Run podcast, Sortsnock. If you guys don't know what Sortsnock means, it means black talk. That is Danish for gibberish. So their podcast is a pun. All right, so uh, now it's time for our guest. Please welcome from the F- FC Michelin Supporter Run Podcast, Sortsnock, uh, all the way from Denmark, Rune. Welcome, Rune. Thank you. What a nice pronunciation of a, a difficult language. <laughs> uh, not going to lie, I looked up a, a pronunciation guide on YouTube so that I wouldn't sound like a total idiot. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, tell us about your podcast, uh, how long you've been doing it, Um you know, do you have a lot of supporter run podcasts for the club? You know, are you the big dogs? You know, give us the rundown. Well, we, you could say we're the big dogs. We're the only dogs. So we're, <laughs> I guess we're, we're somewhat whatever uh, shape and, and size we want to be. Um, we've been doing it for some years now. I'm, I'm, I, I joined a couple of years ago. We are a supporter run uh, podcast and we have around, I don't know, three to four thousand listeners per episode. It's on wow. the rise, which is which is good for a small club in Denmark. Um, we're we're working hard on it, and and I know the same as you guys. Uh, it's in our spare time, and we're doing our best with it. It's it's fun to talk about the stuff we love, and, and that's pretty much what it is. We too have uh, three thousand listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That is a oh. lie, a big old lie. Uh, we have maybe a total of through all sixty-eight episodes. Uh, probably should have said this. To, probably should have said this to start off with. But the reason we have Rune on is because we have inherited the player Evander from their club. 
over there. So we want to get to know a little bit about uh, the club he's coming from and who he's like as a player. Uh, so Rune, can you tell us just historically, uh, you just mentioned Michelin is a small club. How do they usually perform? Do they, are they a mid table team? Do they usually crush it? Uh, you know, what's their more recent run of form? Um, just kind of educate us who maybe don't follow the Danish super league. Well, I, I, I would be surprised if any of your listeners do follow the Danish Super League, but, but Charles, I'll, I'll give you a, a quick rundown, try to be as brief as possible. We are a, a club that um, consists of two uh, rival clubs um, who go way back, Ekest and Hanning, which are two cities right next to each other in the middle of Denmark, in the middle of Jutland. That's why it's called Mid. Jutland, it's Mid Jutland, um, and impossible to pronounce. Um, they uh, they merged in 1999 because pretty much they were sick of losing. They were like we in Denmark we called an elevated team. Uh, you can get rele- relegated in Denmark, which I, I know is a, a strange concept. There's some other places that where you can go <laughs> down several um, divisions, and we always went down. I was a Ica supporter, and people got sick and tired of it, so they merged into FC Midtjylland, and to begin with, they saw some initial success, but it became more and more difficult to keep that up. And it, what, it when was that? When did that happen? In 1999. Okay. So they started out in the second, uh, it's called the first division in Denmark, but it's the second best division. Yeah. So speaking of that, Randy and uh, our, our team. So it, we're really curious about our new signing of Evander. So can you give us a brief history of Evander and his time with FC Michelin, uh, you know, when he came on board? <laughs> what, did I say it right? I tried. Michelin I like was... the way you sped it up really fast. So Michelin. Can... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's perfect. Yeah. I've, I've heard friends say it's uh, like pronouncing FC Michelin, but leaving out the T. <laughs> Michelin. Michelin. Um, uh, was it met with fanfare, like a big signing? Were you guys excited with like, this was like, wow, this is going to be a game changer. And then did he lead you to any trophies or records? Was he an impactful player? So initially there was uh, interest because he, he was brought on as a player on loan from Vasco da Gama. So it, like I can imagine it, it would be with you guys. Oh, we're bringing in uh, an, a Brazilian player. This is going to be colorful and exciting and fun. Um, so it was met with a lot of interest, but he wasn't a known name because, well, we're a small club. We don't get known names. Or we've had some, but it's been pretty much, and no offense to any former players, it's been pretty much, you know, washed up players that, that are in the twilight <laughs> of their career. So let's go play in Denmark. <laughs> um, so he, he came on board and, and he was doing well, but wasn't anything in particular. Uh, it was back in 2018. And we chose to, or I say we, the club chose chose to buy him. They had a, a clause, uh, a, a loan with the clause, and slowly and steadily he he became uh, a linchpin in the offense, in the in the offensive midfield, and it, it just evolved from there. He's had some setbacks, especially um, there was some. How would you say? Uh, issues with his teamwork and i remember some incidents where the 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 camera would always go to him whenever he was uh substituted because you knew he would be angry out in the stands because he was substituted and he couldn't cheer if we won because he was 
he was substituted. That meant that he was chosen not to be there, so he couldn't participate in in, in the cheer and stuff like that. So there was some talk of how big of a team player and how big of an individual player he was to begin with. But all that has changed a bunch in the following years that that really uh, went away. And as he started helping out more in the defense, it, he became this kind of all-round guy where he could be everywhere. And uh, regard, regarding the second part of your question, he definitely led us to uh, to some, 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 some cups. The, the biggest impact he had direct impact he had was when we won the it would be i'm sorry i don't know what your equivalent is but the 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 premier league equivalent would be the fa cup um uh, it it went into penalties this last year and he scored the final penalty he's very very um famous for always scoring on penalties he's very cool and he he knows exactly what to do and he scored the final penalty for us and won the cup for us so he's definitely had major impact and he's the kind of player who when you most need it he steps up and uh you might see him in in a full game and think that's nothing special but then at the very end he he does a dribble and sets off uh three people and crosses the ball in the exact right way and then you all of a sudden you're up one zero that's the kind of player We, we could have used a guy like that during our last <laughs> championship that's exciting being good on penalties yeah. Oh, yeah. The, we lost our last championship in a penalty shootout. It was pretty oh, abysmal. That just hurts. Yeah. Oh, it was the worst. It was the absolute worst. And it was at home, too. So I don't know. Uh, you know, there's not like a neutral ground where we play championships. It's the team with the, the best point total that gets the, yeah. the home field advantage. And it was, you know, we had tied the match to make it into extra time uh, or sorry, overtime. And then after that it went to penalties and it was very depressing to lose at home to new york city fc but our, just our captain one had follow- a really bad penalty too yeah oh, that just, just yeah. <laughs> our club legend diego valeria's final touch as a timber was a saved penalty kick it was pretty sad oh so sad <laughs> oh. so sad but anyway but yeah our- uh u.s open cup that would be our equivalent okay okay and to be honest uh much to the dismay of a lot of us fans the league and the teams for the most part don't seem to take open cup very seriously and it's kind of frustrating i don't think open cup takes itself very seriously either yeah no i want it to be better yeah we all we all want it to be better um i guess you sort of touched on this how long did it take for him uh to to gel with the team Uh, how much of an adjustment period was there um, I feel like I'm saying feel like because I'm sorry I don't remember the exact uh, because it was he was actually with us for four years which is a a long time for our team because it's more of a you know develop youth players and then sell them for a, a big profit so we can afford to develop more youth players so for us it's more of a if you do well here there are bigger leagues out there there are the big five that everyone wants to sell to and and stuff like that. So I don't remember exactly when he he had his breakthrough, but I, I, as I remember it, it was uh, slow and steady, where he had to learn a bunch. Because as you can imagine, one thing is coming from Brazil, and if he went st- uh, when he, he's going to to you you guys' club, it's going to be an easier transition. Like it's pretty much well known what the American culture is, and and it's and and the weather is is pretty much also well known. But you're going to a, a very, very small country 
with a culture that that you do not know with no people that you know it's freaking cold the whole time <laughs> and you're used to being famous and everyone looking at you and you're moving to what would be you know in the middle of nowhere in texas it's it's hillbilly country um so <laughs> what's the pub what's the like the sort of population of the metropolitan area of your club like the uh, i don't, don't even know we're below a million uh, definitely okay. um it's denmark is in total uh, six and a half so i at we we kind of try to um have a me- as many uh, collaboration clubs around and they're moving further and further away from the cities that we are in just because there aren't enough people hmm. um and we are 12 clubs in the the the, the super league which are is a premier league for us a country that is so small it's 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 kind of ridiculous at some points we, we had 14 in the premier league um a couple of years ago and it there just isn't enough room or people to have a a, a like a lot of people everywhere so a bunch of these clubs have not that many how how many games uh how many times do you play the same team in one season we do it in two legs first you play everyone at home and away then you are you have six people in the bottom half and six not my people sorry six clubs in the bottom half and six club in the top half and then there's a cutaway where the bottom half plays uh, uh, everyone away and home again uh, in the in the bottom half for where the last I think the, the last two get relegated and the top six play each other again, uh, okay. keeping the scores that they had, the, the the numbers that they had the, the points they had, and so they play each other at home and away again. So I'd say I don't I don't do the math well right, right, right. now, but uh, thirty six yeah. games or something in total for a season. Interesting. So uh, there's some hype around Evander coming uh, here to Portland. The talking heads, the pundits that work for the club and the FO have, you know, they're putting out hype videos and talking about, you know, analyzing his play. So what we've pretty much been sold is he's an attacking minded midfielder and he's a set piece specialist Uh, and his highlight clips clearly support that uh there are any skills that he possesses that might be overlooked that we maybe uh aren't obvious just watching a highlight reel definitely um because if you watch this highlight reel you are going to see of course the highlights and it's often the 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 small brilliant touches the, the the perfect cross or the perfect dribble but what you don't see is often his um, his placement and 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 his way of thinking of seeing the game. Often he can snuff out when it's needed for him to fall back and start uh, the attacking uh, position from, like, be the playmaker from your defensive position. When when you can see that the the midfield is in need of more assistance, he can do that intuitively. So you don't have to change up. That's my opinion. That you don't have to change up your tactics too much so he goes to more of a from more of a, an attacking position to more of a playmaker so if you have another midfielder that that is confident with the ball you can actually break through a high pressure quite easily if he falls back in, into the defensive position which is i'd say quite a rare thing for these you know brazilian one two tiki taka kind of uh, football guys that's that, that's quite rare 
Do you think he picked that up from uh, his time at your club? I'm pretty sure. I'm, I don't, I'm not um, saying that we are great at practicing that, but I, I do think that he's learned a lot about helping the team out in whatever way he can. Because at, as I said, at, at first he was more like, okay, I'm an attacking midfielder. I'm going to stay up here. I'm going to wait till I get the ball. Then I'm going to run, like turn around 15 times until I found a free player. And then everything is great. Um, and, and by and large, he's become a more complete player. There, it's definitely still, there's definitely room for improvement with his uh, defensive uh, runs when, when he has to run back. You can you can find find the opposite of highlight reels. Uh, I'm sure where he just misses his man on 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 counterattacks and stuff like that. Um, so in the you know in the U.S. they they call a player a fan favorite, which means um, you know it means exactly what it says. Just the fans have a connection with this player. Sometimes that goes beyond his production on the field. He just happens to be you know a well liked personality. Um, even if he's not having great games or whatever, he, he can still you know, be a fan favorite. Um, what was uh, Evander? What was the perception of him on, on your team? How were, how did the fans receive him, and how sad are you to see him go? Not to sound like a broken record, but um, he he did start out not a fan favorite because he was very um, I won't say not a, he wasn't disliked, but. He wasn't like the one who was loved because he went, as you know, like the guys who tackle the harder, the hardest for the club is wins hearts. Um, and he was more of an individually minded uh, player. But as the years grew by, he has become a, a huge part of where we consider ourselves a family club because in order to get uh, new players from other countries acclimated to Denmark, you have to take their whole family, you have to you have to bring in everything and make sure they feel comfortable and he's really taken that to heart and he he started to he he was our first brazilian um transfer and i think we have six now and he's helped bring those guys in and he's helped form the culture and you can tell that you can just he he was he almost had a big transfer uh, six months ago before he he went to you guys and and everything in the media, there was nothing about, oh, that sucked that it glib. It was all about, no, I'm here to help the club. I know it was a big opportunity. I don't care. I want to help the club. My chance will come. I want to pay back to the club. I want to give back to the club. I know it's all perfect PR speak, but um, it's still nice to hear. So he's definitely a fan favorite. Cool. I'm looking at the uh, questions here, and it looks like we've already covered the next th- Three. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, 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 no I'm sorry. It's You're perfect. giving outstanding answers. Like that's pretty amazing. Um, so, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to to jump into this because you kind of led into it a little bit, and that's the question we had later on the line, which is, do you think it's surprising that he's coming to MLS instead of another European club? I just hearing what he's done and his level of importance and his level of success, it was. You know, we're notorious for trying to find bottom of the barrel, you know, Argentinian players who might have a really high upside. But it sounds like Evander's been extremely successful and a fan favorite. Like, what what's the perception of him coming here? So, for, let me preface this <laughs> by all Boy. due respect to to to, um, <laughs> to MLS. It, it, <laughs> you, sir. 
<laughs> it, it's not a league that that has the highest regard in 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 Danish football. I know I know it, that what you're thinking like like Danish football has in America. No, 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 no. I, I'm not saying that we're anything special. But when sell when we're a selling club as we are, um, we we'd like to sell to the prestige the prestigious. Um, leagues just because that can draw other other players in oh we sold to the premier league we sold to say series a and or or the french top league and so and so on so so there you've, was surprise you've sold to the you've loaned to the mighty burnley in the premier league well, we yeah. have yeah. <laughs> yeah you have yeah, well, with you, you. you know what those leagues don't have is a dude with a chainsaw when we score goals so yeah, yes america <laughs> well, I hope they don't have that <laughs> well but 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 my point is it's not a bad thing at all but i think people were surprised because he seemed destined for a a, a club with a like a name that everyone would recognize all over the world like he was going to a uh, a, a higher a higher end uh spanish club like something like that or benfica in portugal something like that so when this came up i think people were more like oh okay and not 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 a <laughs> not like what the fuck's going on but more of a oh didn't see that one coming <laughs> <laughs> why do you think that happened why 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 do you think he didn't get poached by a bigger league um I'm pretty sure there is there are two main aspects of it, and I think one thing is that MLS is just in a huge um, rise right now, as as I see it. Um, it's becoming more and more popular, and and with the the signing signings of great players that we all know, even before their career is completely over, um, it's becoming more of a legitimate thing to actually do. We have a lot of Danish players playing in the MLS and it's it's becoming more of a legit league in, in European um, eyes. Uh, you guys know much more about it. I, I don't mean to say that I know everything about it. It's just the way it's perceived. And the other thing is he's going to make a shit ton of money. I hope I can curse, but he's going to yeah. make a lot of money at your guy. Uh, yeah, perfect. He's going to be f- filthy fucking rich. And that's a, another <laughs> point. Um, but I, I'm, I'm guessing the, 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 the quality of the league is the biggest uh, draw right now. Did did Hani Mukhtar play in the Danish yeah. league not long ago? He, yes, he, he was a very important player for Brunby, one of our biggest uh, rivals. Um, he was actually a, a very good player for a long time. And it was the same kind of perception when he left. It was like, oh, okay, so he's going to the States. We didn't see that one coming. We thought maybe German football or something like that. But yeah, okay, he's probably going to make some money and it's going to be interesting over there. I don't know if you have like paid any attention to his career at all, at all but he went to uh, Nashville SC. Uh, yeah. They were just an expansion side a couple of years ago. Uh, he might have been their first designated player. I'm not sure, but he instantly became the face of that club. Uh, he won the Golden Boot in MLS last season with, I think, 23 yeah. goals. Um, and I actually heard a few other people in the know in world soccer uh, liken Evander's skill set to Honey Mukhtar's. Uh, that was the first kind of, oh, like Timbers are serious about winning again, uh, things that I heard. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I will, I, let me say this, I will put Evander up against Honey Mukhtar 
any day. If we're comparing what they did in the Danish Super League, he is miles above. And I know I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a, a bunch of uh, people showing me how I'm wrong, but I, I'd <laughs> gladly do that any day. That's, I'd wow. like to hear that. I'd like to hear that. <laughs> yeah. You made us, I think, all breathless in that moment, thinking about like, wow, what <laughs> what have we what have we acquired? Um, that, Conversely, so if it doesn't work out, we're we're gonna come at, back to you and then demand a refund. Okay, I'm gonna log off now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rune, I I come to Europe a lot, and I will find where you live. Uh, um, uh, what was your takeaway? Sorry, am I interrupting anybody? No, no, I was just gonna ask the one question: Had you? even heard of the Portland Timbers prior to him joining or the announcement of the transfer? Um, yeah, I had uh, just based on uh, natural interest and I I'm misremembering. You, you can, you guys can tell me, but I know that you have one of the biggest rivals uh, rivalries in, in MLS. Uh, and I've always found, you know, huge uh, historical rivalries interesting. So I knew of you um, before I think, but I think most people will only in Denmark will only know of you know LA Galaxy and the big ones. Yeah, I know you're one fair. of the big ones, but the big <laughs> ones um, commercially. Yeah, sure. you're referring to uh, the Cascadia Cup. Between, yes, exactly. Between yeah. well, it's technically three teams: uh, us, the Seattle Sounders, and the Vancouver Whitecaps. But uh, Vancouver's—I mean, they won the most Cascadia Cups, but they're never really in the running for MLS championship for some reason. But us in Seattle's the big one. Uh, this is kind of related, but uh, so I found you in Reddit because you came on, you know, asking, looking for information for your own podcast. Yeah. Uh, what did, what was your takeaway from that? Like, did you learn anything you found interesting or didn't know about the league or anything that really resonated with your listeners about the club? Yeah, I, I, I learned a bunch of information uh, and, and a, a bunch of friendly people told me, way more information that because i wasn't on that episode where they used the research i made um i couldn't be on it so i made weight uh, i put on way too much info for those guys so i i just learned a bunch about the club that i couldn't really relate to uh our fans unfortunately i hope to get back to that at some point but what i also learned is that it's it's looking more and more like european uh clubs you have your own uh weird history with owners and you have your own dilemmas and everyone's yeah. mad at everyone and everyone loves everyone and and there was just like the 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 club icon had just quit and now you want to move in a new direction and you're looking for that one that it, it just seems so freaking ordinary so so <laughs> lovely and 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 close to my own heart so that just seems so uh danish in sort of a way as well so i i i i didn't get a feeling that this was a wholly different sport. I didn't get a feeling that it was soccer, you know, not football, but it, it felt like what we go through here as well, which was nice. Did uh, was did Zarek play in Denmark? Who? Zarek Valentin. Yeah, did, where did he came for us from? No, didn't he play in Norway? Uh, maybe it was Norway. Forgive okay. the Americans. We think everything in Scandinavia is one country. Well, We're I fine. mean, Zarek hasn't well. been on our team in a couple of years, so it's kind of hard to remember his backstory. Um, okay, where you go? I found him here. Yeah, he played at uh, Bode Glimt. Yes, a Norwegian team that has actually been performing very well these last couple of years. 
<laughs> See? Stuff it, you guys. <laughs> yeah, you, you had it wrong. I had it right. I said Norway. You said Denmark. <laughs> you stuff it, Randy. So, Rune, I have another follow-up question in terms of your perception of MLS and the different teams. And obviously, like, you know, you said you've heard of teams like the LA Galaxy, just, you know, the, with signing players like Beckham and Zlatan. Um, yeah. But in terms of uh, watching MLS games. Does anyone ever do that in Denmark? And will you watch more now that it is uh, the partnership is with Apple and all games we broadcast on Apple TV across the whole globe? Well, personally, I will. Um, I, I want to see uh, what's going to go on with the, with the Vanda, but I don't think it's going to do that much just because of the time difference. Um, it's, it's the same with the NFL, like they are always trying it, trying to make it a thing here and I'd love for it to be a thing, but you guys' early game is around 10 here or something like that. And and you just can't catch the games. It's on Sunday and you have to go to work. So it's, it's, it's the time difference that makes the, the huge difference because if we're talking people who are annoyed, the quality isn't up to what they believe i don't like half of the people don't even know what good football looks like so or good soccer <laughs> looks like so i don't think that's the that's the issue i think it's more of a an issue with the time difference hmm. how'd your uh how'd your world cup, world cup viewing go oh it was great denmark went out fairly quickly so i could just enjoy uh, enjoy it as a as a neutral um bystander it was i i i was gonna boycott everything i was sure that i didn't want to watch a single thing and then i made it like 15 minutes into the first game and i was glued to the screen yeah <laughs> sounds like randy randy here tried to say that he wasn't going to watch it oh yeah and then he came up with like 19 different excuses <laughs> it's as all to the why same excuse did. man it yeah. was on in the house and then our whole family was sick and so there was nothing to do but lay on the couch and watch tv <laughs> Yeah, we we did talk about the 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 Danish World Cup kit from Hummel and yeah. loved the the design for for what it stood for and it would have been great if they would have made it further into the tournament. I'm very it kind of screwed up my bracket because obviously I'd picked Denmark to to advance out of the group and it was disappointing, but I would love to have seen like a knockout round with them wearing the the all black shirts. Well, I, I'm pretty sure they would have done something more Hummel. I um, work with uh, the owner of Hummel, and I know that he's always he always has this stuff planned, and he's always trying to to push the envelope. So I'm sure if they if they had it advanced, I'm not sure that the national team would have done something, but I'm sure Hummel would have done something. Ah, oh, dang it! <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody got anything else? I'm coming up a little not dry. I yeah. like. I was going to ask. Do you have any questions for us about the Timbers or about MLS or or anything from our podcast? Well, I haven't had a chance to listen yet. I I I, I am not. Do yourself I, a favor. I, don't. No. <laughs> Once again, wait. how dare you, sir? <laughs> well, but I'm most interested in. Uh, because you hear all all the usual stories that it's 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 odd for you guys to have a game where a, a, a 
like a, a sport where a game can end it and tie. Is it really that that odd of a thing in, in America or is it just something <laughs> that keeps being repeated to us Euro guys? If you're not a soccer fan in America, yes, people find it incredibly weird. And uh, when the U.S. tied England in the group stages of World Cup this year, you know, everybody in America was watching whether it was, you know, they were uh, soccer fans or not. And Twitter was just completely saturated with people going, what? It ends in a tie? How could you get excited about this stupid sport? (laughs) And, uh, But but the the weird thing is, is unless they change it back, an NFL game can can technically end in a tie. Um, Within the last few years, they they reintroduced ties. It it can. It is just super rare for it to actually happen. And it, it is unfortunate. I think Greg explained our country pretty well. And anyone who's into football obviously understands it and gets into it. And, you know, a tie is it makes sense given the circumstances. But a lot of my coworkers who, you know, you try to get them in, like they live in Atlanta. And so like, you have Atlanta United, a huge team, like signing big players and selling them to big leagues and really exciting atmosphere. And they're just like, wait, this game ends in a tie. They're like, we're going to the bar, forget it. And they, <laughs> you know, they won't watch. But uh, what I will say, one positive thing about MLS and in some of the teams like the Timbers, we we regularly sell out the stadium. The last couple of years have been weird due to the protests and COVID, yeah. but um, you know our, our our stadium has almost twenty six thousand seats in it, and uh, when it when it fills up, uh, it gets it gets pretty crazy. And in Portland, we only have the Portland Trailblazers as the other like you know sports yeah. team over NBA. So uh, the community is really into it. And like, if you came to Portland, talked about, Oh, sorry. The thorns uh, as well, Randy, that's a, that's a good cough and call out our women's team. The Portland thorns, same thing actually gets better attendance than uh, some MLS teams as well. But very, very, like if you came to Portland, you would, and you'd said, you know, what do you know about football? Like the, the majority of the people here would know. Oh, wow. Well, did, did you say that the, the 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 women's team get get a higher attendance than than the men? No, there's uh, some men's team in MLS. Okay, yeah, there's okay. there's some men's teams in MLS like uh, Houston is famous for this uh, FC Dallas, where their attendance is so low, just because they're big markets with like two foot you know NFL teams and an NBA team and an baseball team and nobody really cares about soccer there yeah so our uh women's professional team gets better attendance than some mls teams looks like our average is about fourteen thousand, which seems kind of low actually Um, it doesn't surprise me as an average but we sold out for the final i think yeah 2021 average was fourteen thousand for the thorns right for yeah for the thorns yeah yeah well that's impressive that's like we don't have every um, Super League team in in Denmark, they don't have a a, a, a a women's team. Some do, and it's on the rise. And I think there is actually being some rules instigated soon, where if you don't have one, then you have to pay some amount of money that the other clubs can provide for those who actually do have one. And I'm I'm I keep being surprised at at how much um, 
the level of play is actually improving when you actually invest in it. It 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 shouldn't be compared to the men's. Just that's my two cents because that's just unfair. It's 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 not the same sport, but within what it is, it it can actually be very competitive. And I think the quality of it is is just on a level we haven't seen before. So hopefully that's going to keep on rising for you guys. Yeah, that's. That's awesome. The Portland, have... the Portland Thorns are like the Barcelona of the U.S. women's game. Oh, okay. And uh, I'd say North Carolina is the uh, uh, who's Barcelona's rival? Real Madrid. Madrid. Yeah, yeah. And North Carolina is Madrid. Um, so I have um, uh, one question relating to like the team and to politics so obviously if you're going to go see sunk poly we all know where they stand the portland timbers were the same like i think yeah. our supporters club um and the majority of it identifies the same as sunk poly so what uh what is it like in uh with your club it's not really that prevalent because we're a, a, like a merger club from from 1999 whereas if you find some of the older clubs in Denmark, you you have the Worker Club and and Point BEF, and you have like you have these clubs with a rich history that that pertains to, you know, um, towns that that have a dock. So they, those are the the dock guys used to go there and play and 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 watch the games. So we we don't really have a, a political affiliation it's not a, a big thing here uh, like it is some places like in uh, at saint pauli it, it's a very very big thing that's their whole um identity is that they are not afraid to go into politics whereas with danish clubs it is it's not something like it's where where Midland is, is placed in, in the country is more of a, a right-leaning um, place. Not compared to you guys, it would be a very, very <laughs> left-leaning compl- place compared to you guys. But in Danish <laughs> politics, it's a, it's a bit right-leaning, not that much. Um, so I guess there's some of that, but it, doesn't, it does not bleed into, uh, into sports at all here. Mm. What's it like having free health care? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. The wait's going to be long, but we're still alive. It's good. <laughs> you don't go bankrupt because you break your leg on accident, so that's also good. That's just like I've heard stories, but I've often imagined that it just cannot be true, but I kept, I keep getting reminded from friends and <laughs> that it is actually true. And I don't mean to badmouth your, your country. I've been there a bunch of times. I love it. But wow, that you don't have that is just... That's oh, just... we badmouth it. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This we country's fucking do. stupid. How yeah. how often have you been here? Um, five times, hoping to come back with the entire family uh, to visit some s- southern states, just because we haven't been there. Uh, come Easter, um, where, we have... where do you typically visit? Iowa of all places because <laughs> what <laughs> I know is flyover states and we talk about corn but um my wife and her sister uh did a foreign exchange student program in Iowa so we have what what do you say chosen family uh yeah. in, in Iowa so whereabouts we in to, Iowa hit me um, I'm from the midwest hit me 
uh, around Des Moines, I, I believe. Right. Okay, it, sure. it, it, it's a t- it used to be a very, very small uh, city called Stewart with like 500 people living there. It's so cozy, so nice. And there's, I know that you guys won't find this great, but it's just, there's a pantry in, in houses where you guys live and it's filled up with all sorts of unhealthy stuff that we don't have here. So just, <laughs> it's just amazing to go, to go there. <laughs> we prefer to give our tourists diabetes upon their return back to their home countries. Oh, we appreciate it. Yeah. So, wow. So, I mean, the MLS season starts in another couple of months and it, I mean, you have to hit up an MLS match while you're here. If you go to Southern States, I mean, there are plenty of teams with, um, and you got to figure out what the schedule is and you got to go see the Portland Timbers. I mean, come to Portland. We we, we would love to. Charlotte. Um, Charlotte? Yeah. Charlotte, oh, Atlanta, Nashville, Tennessee, um, what else? What am I missing, guys? Oh yeah, there's some teams in Florida, but yeah, Florida sucks. <laughs> yeah, come to Portland, man. We'll get you into the Timbers Army. We'll take you out to dinner. It'll be a good time. Uh, I'd, I'd love to. I have to say we're traveling with family, and if I suggest to my family that the game that we're going to go watch when we're finally in the states is a fucking soccer game that we can watch. <laughs> <laughs> not the NBA, not the NFL, not the NHL, not anything cool, but fucking soccer again. They're going to kill me. But yeah, oh, man. I'll figure out a way to take you up on that. That's awesome. Good. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't have anything else. Does anybody else have anything? No, I guess we'll open up the floor to you, Rune. You want to plug your podcast or something else or leave a closing thought? Um, I don't want to plug the podcast. It's in Danish. It's gonna. It's not gonna be good for you. Um, I've heard that Danish sounds like uh, someone speaking with a potato in their mouth. So, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't run by our podcast. You're just gonna be confused, more confused than you've already been listening to me. I'm sure. Uh, but I appreciate you having me on. I I can't wait to follow you guys from here on out and count me as one of the new listeners. Huh. Will yeah, you come right. back? Uh, will you come back uh, at some point later in the season for a recap? Yeah, if he does well. Otherwise, I'm staying the fuck away from here. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, thank you so much again for coming on. Uh, thank you for sending a Vander our way and go Michelin. Yeah, yeah go Portland. Michelin. Thanks, Rune. Thank you, guys. Take care. Oh okay. <laughs> so now we do like uh, how cool it was to have him yeah. on bit. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, Greg, you should take a little bit of credit and do like, hey, you know, after we had the signing, I reached out and we were able to get him to come on and I really enjoyed the interview kind of a thing. Well, wait, why don't we say how much re- re- you enjoyed the interview and then, Jonathan, you ask him how, how you put it together. Oh, it's a good idea. How about we don't do any of that? I'm just going to drop this in and then people will get all the pertinent information. Oh, that's 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 also fair. So wait, Greg, how did you get him on the interview? It was kind of by luck. I was snooping around Timbers Reddit, r slash Timbers, and he had dropped in to gain information about the Portland Timbers to give his listenership kind of an idea on where Evander was going. And I just a light bulb went off and I DM'd him. I slid into his DMs and was like, "Hey, you want to come on our podcast?" He's he didn't hesitate. He was like, "Hell yeah!" Did you what, guys sixty uh, nine? Yes. How did that uh, exchange go? 
hit a Reddit. I mean, how do, how was what was the uh, exchange like from his? I know he talked about it in the interview, but what what was your opinion of that? In the DMs? No, <laughs> I don't want to hear about your DMs, man. I, I want to hear all about. I want to DMs. hear about what the Portland soccer supporters community. How was oh. that? What was their response? Uh, you know what? I didn't read the whole thing. It was a lot of a lot of his questions were. I'm seeing a lot of stuff about your front office lately. What's what's that <laughs> what, about? What was that of? Yeah, is there something going on? And it was a lot of people just kind of explaining that, and it it the responses were very much stuff you would find on Wikipedia, but presented as if we were having a conversation. So, you know, it was a lot of like, yeah, we're never amazing, but we somehow fight it out. And, you know, this is the first year we missed the playoffs in a long time and yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Was was anybody like, it's only five people that are upset about this? <laughs> no, I didn't see any of that, thankfully. No. Yeah, I was getting I, ready to see. Uh, I was looking for some of the 107 is haters or this podcast's haters uh, getting weird about it, but didn't see them. Yeah. That's one thing I want to talk about really quick from this interview. Uh, they have three to 4,000 listeners of their podcast. Randy, he clearly uses bad language on his podcast. Uh, and that their stadium holds 11,000 people. Are those dudes like rock stars when they, when they go to matches? Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. I, well, I was trying to search up, um, a logo for them to put on the episode graphic, and I found that that can of beer. And so, because that guy's asleep, we can't ask him if that's actually affiliated with the podcast or or not. Probably not, I guess. If it's actually it has a meaning now that we've Greg's explained it, it's a pun for gibberish. So, but that would be pretty cool to have our own beer. Make it happen, Jonathan. I got some people. I'm going to figure that out because I think that would be super fun. And I would love to see a really magenta pink uh, can that said PVSP on it. And just, yeah, just, send, but, just send them the human centipede logo. Done that's, deal. That's, ex- that's going on the bottom of the can for sure. The, the cool thing I thought that he said, which we are going to hold him accountable because we are a journalistic podcast with accountability is that he would take, Evander over Mukhtar any day of the week. Hmm. That ties in. I got a question for you guys after we talked to him. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're all kind of excited, but not over the moon about Evander. Like, you know, before this, after talking to Rune, what are your thoughts? I already ordered a jersey. <laughs> Did you really? Not really, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm more excited, I would say. Yeah. Definitely, definitely way, excited. Way more excited that when he started to go into what he could do, he's like he's the guy who could find the way to get it done, even if it's in the last three minutes of the game. And that's what Blanco was not this past season, but the season before leading up to the finals. Like anytime Blanco touched the ball, something was happening. And I really hope that we get that in who is, you know, Evander was he twenty five years old? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, journalism. So yeah. I thought I could research that because that's the whole podcast is about Evander, and I have no idea how old he is. I think he's like seventeen, um, but sixty-nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> I. The other thing I wanted to say that I thought was super interesting is he tried to be polite. That is rune 
when we have question was, well, why on earth would he come to MLS? And I'm glad to know that they all felt the same way. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Um, um, interesting that he thought he was going to make more money here than he could somewhere else. I don't, I don't see how that's possible, but I mean, obviously they don't announce the contract terms for like a year or so later, but if they spent yeah. $10 million or so on him, I have to imagine he's a 2 or $3 million a year player, which is, is a sizable yeah. wage for MLS. It, it might just be one of those things where like, yeah, he might have gone to the championship and been like a depth piece, or he comes to MLS and he's like the new face of the club you know yeah uh, a depth piece like uh the guys that burnley just oh, uh, jesus christ <laughs> fc charlotte burnley reference <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> i how is burnley doing are they in first place yeah they're in first place they're six points up wait wait five five points ahead of second place and like 14 or 16 ahead of uh the third place which is the the playoff line yeah, well, I mean, that's good for you because, you know, you just get back to the Premier League and right back into a relegation battle, and then you go right back down <laughs> to the championship. No way, man. We're a totally different team. Well, that's it's possible. Yeah. We'll see. Well, we'll see when we play Bournemouth this uh, Saturday. In it's a really Cup. cool story. I'm very engaged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Greg. Thank you again for doing your Reddit magic and getting a guest on. And I think it's really cool that he has agreed to come back, assuming Evander does well. And please send his address over and we will make him a PVSP merch package. And maybe we should send him, you said a no pity scarf, and maybe we should send him a timber shirt. Do you know what size he is? Can you like put that in the DMs? I'm sure you already yeah. figured that out. Oh, yeah. I've, I I could just look through all the uh, uh, selfies that he sent me. Yeah. <laughs> get you an idea. <laughs> ah. well, uh, good job getting him on, though. Yeah, for real. Uh, amazing guest. Uh, we've had a real good run of guests lately. Like It's been pretty fun. Why don't uh, you get some uh, more? We, we do. I was going to mention this to you guys. We seem to be maybe sort of at our best when we have a guest on. Oh, especially when that that guest is Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Not our worst, Uh, but uh, all right, guys, we'll we'll rock and roll. Uh, What's the closing track? The closing track is Enjoy Yourself by the specials in deference to the late, great Terry Hall from the specials. Um, It's a cover of a Prince Buster song. uh but uh yeah he passed away since the last time we recorded an episode special two weeks ago giant specials fan um fun boy three fan too never didn't really get into his other thing color house or whatever they were yeah um but uh yeah enjoy yourself terry because we i enjoyed you buddy (laughs) 69 Cool. We'll add that to our playlist on Spotify. Search Radio Free PBSP and you'll find it there. Email us, portlandvanity at gmail.com. Voicemail at 503-583-4235. Facebook and Instagram, Portland Vanity. Twitter, PDX Vanity Soccer. Find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, and Jonathan's mom. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's it. Bye, everybody. That's good. 
Randy said it like 19 times in the in the chat and so I was like ah I'll just say it out loud and make it not weird Randy's muted is that intentional oh huh. how about now <laughs> that's good <laughs> um, I don't know how that happened yeah, um, I guess we'll do that we didn't... 69 did, I don't, you didn't even really explain that he had a podcast. Oh, we can redo it. <sighs> ah, puns. Good times. Tons of fun puns. Craig, yes. say that club's name again. FC Midgetland. Midgetland? Did you not listen to the thing that you sent us to? There's no fucking T in it, bro. <laughs> There's no Midgetland. Midge, oh, Midgetland. Sorry. 
<laughs> it's almost like they say you made mid- us watch that. You yeah. harped on us, and then you didn't even listen to it. No, well, I forgot. It's like mid-Jew land is one word. <laughs> Midland. Cool. It's true. We should drop that in.